Do your kids want more Mystery Kids episodes? Are you sick of the same ones playing every single day? Well, we have the perfect place for you. Head over to become a Patreon today. For $5 a month, you'll get two more bonus episodes, plus episodes that are already in Patreon. Episodes like The Deepest Hole on Earth, The Great Emu War in Australia of 1932, The Bombing of Hawaii's Volcano, The Dancing Plague, The Ohio Grassman, and some animal fact episodes about the pangolin, the ai the axolotl, and the taipan, plus much, much more. This makes a wonderful birthday present for your kids and gives you way more to talk about as a family, which is the whole point of the Mystery Kids podcast. So for $5 a month, you can get two more bonus episodes plus all the past episodes. To become a patron, go to Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com backslash Mystery Kids Pod and sign up today. Thank you so much for your support. On this episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast, we'll be talking about a town that vanished. Welcome to Mystery Kids Podcast. Welcome to another episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast. We are so grateful to have you here. And this week we hit over 40,000 plays. Thank you so much for everyone that's sharing this podcast and listening. It means so much that you're here. So let's get started because this is such an interesting story. In the 1920s, a man was driving his car through a small town in Iowa, which Iowa's got a lot of small towns for, you know, farming and country. It was a very small area back in the day. So he stopped by at this gas station to get gas for his car. So he got the gas and filled up his car and went on his way. After he left, he realized that the dial on his car never moved, like the gas dial. Usually it goes from like empty to full. Well, it was still on empty. So he was so mad. He thought he had been ripped off and they weren't actually pumping gas into his car. So he flipped around and was headed on his way back. As he turned around, he kept driving and driving back, and it was almost like an illusion. Like the town just kept moving farther and farther away, no matter how far he drove. Well, the car ended up running out of gas, because that's what happens when you're on empty. And he kind of pulled to the side, wondering what he was going to do when a motorcyclist passed him. And he stopped to the side to see if he could help him. Relayed the story to the motorcyclist saying, I was at this town called Urkhammer and someone helped me fill up my car with gas. I left and I didn't get filled up with gas. I'm so mad. I'm going back to get my money. I'm so angry. And the motorcyclist looked at him because he was from the area and he said, there is no town called Urkhammer here. This man was so confused. He was just there. He just filled up his car with gas. And he thought about it and goes, well, I, I thought I filled up my car with gas. I remember being there. I'm so upset. Where did this town go? This was not the only story of Urkhammer in the small town of Iowa. 
Most people figured out that the town of Urkhammer, Iowa, was around during about the 1920s to early 1930s. For years, people passed by this bustling burg of Urkhammer without giving it a second thought. Many people even drove through it. And there's rumors that transactions took place between tourists and the pale, mute Urkhammer Rivians. The people that live there. In 1928 was the first doubt that the town was actually a place. When a photographer, there was an aerial photographer, went up in a plane to take photos of the town area so they could kind of map the streets. Well, they got back, developed the film, and where there should have been homes and streets and stores that he had seen when he took the photos, all of a sudden were empty fields and farms and wavy grains everywhere. This was only a week before the man who filled up his car with gas didn't actually fill up his town with gas. This man eventually ended up going to an insane asylum because he was so worried, freaked out about this whole incident. He believed it happened and there was no evidence and it shook him to his core so much that he needed to go to an institute. Well, in 1929, the newspaper, the local newspaper, published both of these stories about the aerial photographer and the motorist. And doubtlessly, there would have been a strong public reaction had not the story appeared in the same issue as the paper as the Wall Street market crashed. This is when the stock market actually crashed. So it would have been the strangest story and the biggest thing that happened in the area, but the stock market crashed. And that was big news because that meant that most people lost their money during that time. In the following week's edition of the newspaper was a strong protest from an apparent resident of Urkhammer. So her name was Fatima Morgana. She was disputing the non-existent town and saying that she had lived there. She was a school teacher and she had participated in different clubs there. She was so confused that there they were saying this town didn't exist when she was from there. Apparently the original letter sent from her actually got lost amongst all the stock market crashing and everything else that was going on. In fact, the newspaper, it ended up falling apart and wasn't around anymore because of the stock market crash. So somehow her letter got lost. There went the proof of this woman who wrote in the story and they couldn't even follow up on her her alleged living there. Urkhammer remained undisturbed through about 1930 to 1931. Passerby still waved at children playing in the backyards as they passed through on Route Number 41. Although there was little traffic now and much of it was by horse-drawn wagon as farmers attempted to save their old homesteads by traveling to larger cities to mend their wages. Another disaster struck in 1932 when a convoy of Illinois farm families, they were fleeing from the ruins of their Dust Bowl farms for California, decided to spend the night in the outskirts of Urkhammer. Two of these wandering souls pooled the camp's meager store of pennies and nickels, and they went to the town to purchase some supplies that they needed. There's always a risk in entering towns since Illies and Okies were rumored to be thieves and vagabonds, and they were not welcomed by the townspeople. The men 
Huda Bankforth and Tribulation Esconautes plotted the general store, pausing for a moment to check the gasoline prices on the pump before entering. Imagine their surprise when they were unable to get on top of the steps that led to the store. Their feet each time would pass through the lowest step like it was a cloud. Convinced it was some sort of plot to prevent outsiders from shopping at the store, they attempted to scale the steps using like an old board. But the old board passed through the steps. Terrified, the men ran back to their camp and reported what they'd seen, only to be accused of spending the group's hard money on something illegal. But they displayed the money and challenged the others in the other in the camp to try the same experiment. So a group of a dozen men, so 12 men, and some were even armed, went back to the general store. And lo and behold, they had the exact same thing happen. They would go and try to step on the steps and their foot would fall through it. They put a board against it and the board would fall through it. There was nothing that they could do to reach the store that they literally saw right in front of their eyes. So the caravan covered its fires and they got rid of their camp and they quickly went to a group of state police to and ordered them and said, you need to go look at this town. So they went to the Urkhammer Sheriff's Office to confer, converse, and to kind of talk about like what's going on. The group leader approached the office to the Guardian of Peace and attempted to knock on the door only to see his hand pass right through the thick oak as though it was merely painted like something like a painted steam or cloud. What was going on? It became less known with every passing day and passerbys noted the absence of children playing and the growing seediness in the houses and the barns. And then on May 7th, 1932, Elias Bumpf, a Huguenot immigrant farmer passed by it done with his cargo of produce and what to his wondering eyes what did he see where the town had stood were only abandoned fields and long rotted fences a cast iron bathtub used long ago was watering for livestock it was sitting alone in a field of weeds and it was the sole relic of human presence her camera was no more Many years later, a gypsy caravan camped on the site, but left abruptly. The adamant of the group, Baxtalo, told the Romania-friendly neighbors in a city council meeting the town was a haunted place. The area was saturated and unwelcoming. So what could have possibly happened to this entire town? Was it real? What are these memories that people were having of actually being there? And especially that multiple people were seeing the same thing. Well, what this could lead up to is what's known as the Mandela effect. So the Mandela effect occurs when a person believes that their distorted memories are in fact an accurate representation of what happened. They can clearly remember the events that happened differently or events that never occurred at all. So it's not about that they're lying or decept or deception. They believe that they are false memories, but the person believes that they're actually real. So there's many evidences of the Mandela effects. One comes from the movie Star Wars, episode five, um, in The Emperor Strikes Back. One of the most popular lines from the 1980 movie is, Luke, I am your father. It's been quoted so much 
But guess what? Darth Vader actually says, no, I am your father. So many people are shocked when they hear that. No, no, the line is Luke, I am your, I remember hearing it. It's one of the most infamous, infamous lines. No, that's actually not what the line of the movie is. No, I am your father. Other one, which this actually happened to me. I remember when I first heard about the Mandela effect that this specific case I remembered happening. So it's from Nelson Mandela, which is what this whole effect is named after. So, so Nelson Mandela, who this theory is named after, died in 2013. But I remember when they announced his death, thinking, no, he already died. Countless people remember him dying in prison in 1980s. I mean, thousands upon thousands, maybe even millions of people believed that he had died back in the day. And I remember it so clearly. So I am shocked to know that, no, he actually didn't die. He died in 2013. Some other situations are a lot of people believe that Pikachu's tail from Pokemon is like it has like a black detail on the edge of it when in fact it's just a yellow tail. Another one is from the movie Snow White, the original back in the day, the quote mirror mirror on the wall. Probably one of the most famous quotes right from Snow White. It's actually not mirror mirror on the wall. She says magic mirror on the wall. Armstrong, the first man to walk on the moon, passed away on in August of 2012. But a lot of people either didn't know he passed away or forgot he passed away. Plus, there's a lot of strange misspelling on things that we didn't notice, like in Cheez-Its. Uh, it's actually not Cheez-Its with a Z. It's Cheez-It. Word double stuff Oreo. Double stuff. Stuff does not have two Fs. It just has one F. C-3PO from Star Wars. He is not all gold. He actually has one silver piece leg. And what color do you think chartreuse is? So a lot of people think that chartreuse is like a magenta pink color, but actually chartreuse is a shade of green. Anyways, these are super fascinating. I will have a web in the show notes so that you can check out some of these different Mandela effect theories. I would also love it if you or your parents have some of these thoughts. I would love to hear back. Um, go ahead on our Instagram, the Mystery Kids Podcast, and comment on this. I would love to hear what you think of the Mandela effect. So do you think this town was more of a Mandela effect where everybody had created false memories of what they thought? Maybe they were thinking of a different town. Maybe they thought these things had happened to them, but they really didn't. And another theory is that this town actually never existed in the first place. Um, when someone did a research to figure this out, and Urk Hammer was never mentioned until 2015. And a lot of it was from like a short story. And so they really haven't found more information that Urk Hammer was even semi-real in the first place. Porter's ponderings about Urk Hammer. Do you think the town really existed? 
what would you want to visit in the town of Urkhammer? Have you ever had a memory and someone thought that the memory actually happened differently? For Animal of the Week, I actually found a weird one that lives in Iowa. Honestly, I was pretty shocked about to find one that actually lived in Iowa. So it's called the Pelicinid Wasp, also known as the Scorpion Wasp. The Pelicinid Wasp actually kind of looks like uh, an alien creature. That's exactly like if you were to go on an alien planet and you found a bug on the alien planet, it would be a Pelicinid Wasp. It is alien creature like it is black with like a black body and with kind of long wings and then it's got this giant almost like a tail like a scorpion tail but instead of curling up like a scorpion tail does it curls down but it's i mean it's longer than most of its body so it is the females are actually the ones that have the stinger, but it does not sting. It actually uses it to deposit eggs into the backs of grubs living underground. Ew. She pokes it deep into the soil until she hits one, and then she lays one egg on it and moves to find another. And then when the wasp egg hatches, the larva will use its mouth to burrow into the helpless grub and eat it from the inside out. That's beautiful. I hope you're not eating right now. Uh, females have building legs in addition to the extremely long and thin abdomen. So this long thing that looks like a scorpion tail is actually their abdomen. So they do not have stingers, but they may try to poke as a threat to push or scare away um, things that might hurt them. So the male has a shorter abdomen with a swollen tip. They are rarely seen, but they share their traits like the very glossy body and the bulging legs although they're smaller than the females so adults feed on nectar from garden plants woods and other areas they are low flyers so they stay close to the ground and sometimes are spotted perched on a low growing shrubs or plants females are often spotted surveying land for hosts this species is capable of producing offsprings from unfertilized eggs a remarkable feat for a living creature I will have a picture of this on our website, mysterykidspodcast.com. Make sure while you're there on our website to go ahead and check out the different resources. I usually have books or fun activities to kind of go along with each of these podcast episodes. Thank you so much for supporting our podcast of 40 thousand plays that means so much to us and we're so grateful for it if you could do us a huge favor and head on over to apple Podcasts and give us a five-star rating that would be such a helpful way if you're not able to be a patreon right now seriously go head on over and give us a five-star rating thank you so much and we'll see you on the next episode of the mystery kids podcast thanks for listening on the next episode of the Mystery Kids Podcast. Strange things caught on Google Maps.